Well, hello there. You're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. Today, I'm discussing how to reduce overwhelm with author, speaker, and self-development mentor, Duquesa Dean. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong learner, and student of the ageless wisdom. Here on the Sort Yourself Out podcast, and in my Better Than Happy Zone membership, I teach powerful, top-down techniques and practices so that you can master your mind and emotions, free yourself of what's holding you back, expand your consciousness, and nourish your soul. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today for a talk about reducing that sometimes all-pervading feeling of overwhelm. I've got a wonderful guest joining me today who's going to help us do just that, Duquesa Dean, who is an author, speaker, and self-development mentor. After a near-death experience and devastating hardships, Duquesa realized the powerful process of inner evolution and the beauty of living authentically. Duquesa now helps women to claim their purpose and live a fulfilling life. Now, if there's anyone who can guide us out the other side of overwhelm, it's Duquesa Dean, who keeps a lot of plates spinning herself with her writing, speaking, mentoring, and her online magazine, Evolving Woman. I'm really grateful to have her join us today to share her wisdom and to help us navigate the the overwhelming circumstances in our lives. So let's jump right into my conversation with Duquesa Dean. Hi, Duquesa. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Janine. Thank you so very much for having me. It's my pleasure. So Duquesa, it sounds like you've been through quite a lot in your life. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to create your own life of fulfillment purpose and authenticity? I'd love to share. Um, My mom was a teenage mom. So at the age of 16, she gave birth to me. Um, Back in the day, that was many years ago, um, teenage pregnancy was shunned upon. And so my mom uh, didn't exactly want to keep me as her daughter because she wanted me to have a better life. She thought that my great grandmother would do a better job of parenting because as a teen, she would be struggling with all of the responsibilities of being a young mother. And of course, she now had to go out to work to take care of me. So my mom gifted me to my great-grandmother, who was my primary nurturer. And my great-grandmother was an amazing woman, tall in stature, heavy set, but very loving, very nurturing. And I remember mother, it's what I affectionately called her, took care of me from I was a baby through the age of 13. Um, mother loved me so much that if I didn't want the family, whatever the family meal was for that particular day, she would make my favorite meal, which was usually cream tea with bread broken up in it. Um, <laughs> mother walked me to school. She was at the school gate to walk for, for us to walk home together. It was just a beautiful relationship. And then mother died when I was 13 years of age and my entire world fell apart. Um, I don't know how much adults realize the impact that loss has for children, teenagers, 
um, because, and I say that because it was just life as usual after her burial. Um, there was no one there to fill that void of, you know, self-esteem building, of nurturing, of loving, of affection. And so I, I essentially felt isolated, even though I lived in a large family. I, I felt alone. I felt neglected. Um, it was a really difficult time for me. And um, shortly after my great-grandmother passed away, my mom got married. And um, I went to live with my mom. And for a very short period, I lived with my mom, actually. But during the time that I was in the house with my mom, my stepfather tried to be inappropriate with me. And so I had to leave that family home to go to my grandmother. And so during those teenage years, based on some of the experiences that I had, I really acted out because I wanted love. I wanted affection. I wanted somebody to hold me and tell me they love me. I wanted somebody to teach me how to make cookies. I wanted somebody that would spend time with me, that would take me out. And I didn't have that. And so I searched for love. And I'll be honest with you, Janine, in, in a lot of the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And so from 13 through almost 30, I struggled in life just because my foundation was not set properly. And I found myself at the age of near 30 sitting on my bathroom floor, um, considering taking my life. I had a bottle of tablets in one hand and I had a gallon of juice in the other hand. And I thought about, you know, my choices up to that date. I was um, what they called a troubled teen. People in the community said that I would never amount to anything. I was a teenage mom at 18 um, I was married at 20 and ended up in a, a domestic abuse uh, marriage. I, I, I was pregnant again at, at 22 with, uh, with my son. It, w- it was just a lot. And life just became overwhelming for me. And it was really an accumulation of my poor choices. But also those poor choices stemmed from a place of seeking something or someone to fill the void inside of me. And so after I decided that I would try to take my life, um, I courageously didn't. For some reason, I, I, and I know those reasons, I, I got up off my bathroom floor and, uh, and I decided that I would make a better life for me and my kids. I didn't know how I would do it, but I knew that they deserved better and so did I. What I find in life is that we get so busy being everything for everyone else. We get so busy searching for people to fill us and to love us that we neglect ourselves. And so uh, the long, the short of a very long story is I got a mentor who helped me to rebuild my life. And using the situations of my life that had me overwhelmed, the situations in my life that had me believing that I was worthless, the situations in my life that had me believing that I couldn't have a bright future, we actually transformed my life. And that's why I do the work that I do today with women and children. I know what it feels like to want to be loved. I know what it feels like to want to go into your purpose and not know how to do that. And so it became the foundation upon which I do the work that I do today. Nice. That's so wonderful that you've taken what was a very distressing and difficult time for yourself and really made it into something wonderful and not just for yourself, but in giving back to others as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to talk to us today about 
how we can work with overwhelm and avoid it and eliminate it if possible. So <laughs> first of all, what are some of the situations that cause people to become so overwhelmed in life? In my opinion, some of those situations include uh, the actions that we take to want to belong. Uh, family is our first tribe. And if our family foundation is not set properly where we have that sense of belonging and that sense of nurture, we seek another tribe and we become overwhelmed by um, wanting to have, wanting to please people. So we become people pleaser. We take on more than we should. We say yes when we really want to say no. Uh, situations in life that make us feel overwhelmed include the death of a loved one. It could be a relationship that we wanted to work out and it didn't work out. And so we search for love, ignoring all of the red flags and, and just going straight ahead into a bad situation, even though we know that this situation won't work out for us. It could be the loss of a job. It could be not being able to get the type of job that we really want. And so life, the way that life is in any given day, the circumstances of life that we find ourselves in um, particularly if we have a dissatisfaction in our lives, can make us feel overwhelmed about our future and the choices that we have to move forward from those places. So how can people navigate these difficult life situations without becoming overwhelmed? And what a powerful question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And 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 in in and and in you know just in full transparency the answer is not easy. The reality is that we have to put ourselves back together again and many times we don't know how to do that. Um I would recommend that we first stop and be very introspective first of all about the reason why we do the things that we do. Because we have to see our own action. We have to understand that we're not victims. We, we are either passively going along the routine of life or we're making very intentional choices about the jobs we work on, the people we associate with, the relationships that we have, how we parent our kids. So it really forces us to look at what we're doing and to own that, to take responsibility for the part that we're playing in how our life is playing out. So the first step is to be introspective and to be reflective because there's so much power in reflection. When we look back over our lives, we are able to see how our patterns have formed. We're, we're able to look at why we made the decisions that we made. We, 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 sometimes we choose the same type of man over and over and over again, and it's a pattern that has to be broken. So when we reflect on our lives and be honest with ourselves, we begin to see how we show up. So the first step is to be introspective and to be um, reflective. The second step that I recommend is that we cast a, a, a wide vision for our lives. Um, as, as you look at many of the major businesses throughout the world, the global organizations, they are run by vision and mission statements. And so those organizations have a large vision ahead of them of what they're trying to achieve. As people, we should have visions for our lives. 10 years from now, what do I want my life to look like? 15 years from now, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? 
but it's painstaking work to cast a vision so wide. And, and it's for that reason that many people shy away from sitting down and, and creating this large vision or this long-term vision. The reality is the only way to get where we want to be 10 years from now is to know where that place is so that we are no longer taking routine actions, but we are actually reverse engineering from 10 years out to today's date and taking very intentional steps. And so everything that we do is now aligning with the larger vision. So those would be uh, two of my first suggestions. That's great. And that's really important. I think so often we're running on autopilot. And until we start consciously looking at our choices and the way that we are contributing ourselves to what's going on in our lives. You know, lots of people don't really recognize that they're responsible. They might play the victim card or uh, they just have no idea that their their own actions are contributing. And it's so amazing to be able to look back and see the cause and effect. That's so powerful, isn't it? It is very powerful. And we hold the power. Yeah. We just give our power up, but we oh. hold the power. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you have a system you recommend that people can use to avoid feeling overwhelmed? Well, what I will say is it's something very, very simple that I do and that I have t- I've taught my clients to do. I don't know if you watched, did you watch Sesame Street when you were younger? I did. I love Sesame Street. And I vividly remember running home from school to watch Sesame Street. But one of the lessons that stood out for me and an episode of Sesame Street was a little girl holding a bottle of marbles. And she had a bottle of marbles that she held in her hand. And she wanted to pour these marbles out on the floor. So she started to visualize, if I take this bottle of marbles and pour them out on the floor, what would happen? So she saw her mom coming in the door after a hard day of work, slipping on the marble. She saw her little brother running through the house, falling down and hurting himself. And so she, as she thought through the process, she decided not to pour that bought those those marbles out of that glass container. The system that I encourage people to use is to do exactly that, to sit for a moment and to think about the pros and cons of their action, because every action has an equal and opposite reaction. If I take step A, what will step B be? And trace that straight to the end. It takes time to do this. But once you get in the habit of doing it, it's actually quicker. You get more accustomed to doing it. And you start to see the impact of your the action that you choose and how it will take you into overwhelm. So if you are deciding, let's just say, for example, you're dating a guy and he he's handsome and he's charismatic. And you're deciding if you want to go ahead with the relationship, but there are some red flags that you see. The the questions that you now start to ask is, is this something I could deal with? If he is dishonest with me, what will that do to me? How How will it impact how I feel, what I do? And so will it betray me? Am I going to place myself in situations that allow people to harm me when I know that they fully have the capacity to do so? So it's really about looking into the future. And it's also about learning how to learning how to see what the possibilities are and then avoid the more dangerous possibilities. And I'm not saying to be safe. I'm saying to be smart. 
Yeah. Uh, overwhelm happens when overwhelm happens when we put our power down and pick up what everybody else wants. You know, society has told us that we has to we have to get married, have kids, uh, have a particular type of job. And when we when we follow and structure our lives according to that, we sit in overwhelm because we've made decisions that have been dictated to us by society, by our family, by our friends. So we avoid getting into to overwhelm when we really sit down and think about what we truly want and how our actions will impact our future. I hope that that really made sense <laughs> to you. Yeah, that did. And I think as well, just that ability to look at things when you see a red flag there to say, hmm, I'm going to trust my intuition on this one. These are the kind of things that help us to improve our lives, you know, listening to those gut reactions. They're almost always right, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> and you you ignore them at your peril. Absolutely. And, and, and our gut tells us in every situation, whether that's a job choice, whether that's a relationship, like the the instinct in us come it, it really heightens and it's telling us to do something and that's how we can avoid getting ourselves in those same situations over and over and over again where we're still dating that same old guy even though he's the fifth one <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely but it, it all boils back to the fact that we hold the power to make the decision about the things that we do in our lives would place us into overwhelm. We have to accept responsibility overall for the decisions that we make and make the right choice. And the right choice is sometimes a hard choice, but we have to decide if we want to make that hard choice for our happiness or if we want to continue being overwhelmed by doing the things that we really don't want to do for someone else or other people to be happy. So, Jukesa, anyone who has stepped on the path of self-help and personal development or even spiritual growth knows that change is not necessarily easy. So how can people evolve instead? Change requires us to stop being one thing and start being something else. And in reality, unless you have amnesia, you're not going to forget all of the things that have happened or all of the situations that you're trying to change. Evolution is more of a process that allows us to essentially take all that has happened to us and adapt, adapt to a new way. And it allows us to give ourselves grace and ease as we transition Evolution doesn't require us to immediately stop, but it helps us to take baby steps along the journey. I think a lot of people get stuck and a lot of people aren't making choices or even hard decisions because the process to change is harder when you look at the process of immediately stopping something. But when you can evolve and break things down into micro level steps, that you can gradually begin to move from one phase of your life into another, it makes it a whole lot easier to take those smaller steps. And when you've already taken 10 small steps, you would be amazed that those 10 small steps actually amount to one major step in your life. So evolution is more of a process of becoming 
and it's it's giving yourself the grace and the ease to uh, to, to transition from one phase of your life into the next phase of your life, and that's really the big difference between evolution and change. The other reality is that uh, evolution helps us to understand that the way women change is different from the way men change. Like we women are more nurturous. Uh, we, 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 I think women um, desire that belonging more than anything else. And so when we evolve, a part of the evolution process is also about being aligned with other people on the journey who support us, right? So that's like, having a mentor or a coach. It could be someone like I've had coaches I've never met. I've had YouTube coaches that have helped me along my journey. But evolution also allows you to see how someone else has done it so that you have a model to follow and and someone to partner with along the journey to the new you or the new job or the new relationship or the new family dynamic that you want. I love what you're saying about that. So often we are filled with impatience and wanting to change. And we try for a while and then we fall off the wagon of whatever it is. And then we beat ourselves up. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> so what you've described of treating it like a process is a nice act of self-love. And yeah. it's also, I mean, the way I look at it as well is that this is just what life is about. Life is all about living and growing and learning. Yeah. And it's a process from the minute you're born until, you know, the minute you go. Yeah. And we're here to develop and grow and learn. And so there's no point having that impatience and beating yourself up and hating yourself when you don't do it right. I really like that gentle aspect and, and the way that it allows you to look at things. It's a little paradigm shift in how we look at how we're allowing ourselves to grow. Absolutely. And I think as we begin to transition from where we are to where we want to go, having that grace with ourselves is super important. Um, because I mean, how many of us have set New Year's Eve or New Year's goals and three days in, you know, we're already going back. Um, we have to be able to give ourselves the grace to recognize when we're slipping and pull ourselves back up. It's it's just the process of life. Yeah. That, that's really, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's great. <laughs> so I love all that information, Jukesa. And I believe that you have a nice free gift for our listeners. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? as well as where people can get it and where in general they can find you online. So I am a fanatic about creating success plans. I believe that setting goals is not enough. I believe that we have to switch from setting goals to actually creating blueprints for our lives. And the blueprint is very much similar to the architectural drawings that the architect gives to the contractor to build a house. And so my gift is a guide to how to create a success blueprint for your life. It's a, it's a short guide that helps you to be able to start to think about the things that your blueprint will require and help you to structure that blueprint. Um, that's a success tool in life. And it, it really helps us to go from 
just thinking in our minds so actually having a map that we can follow that will take us to the next goal. We map the entire process out. So I'm happy to gift that. Uh, and, and people can get it just by going over to www.thequestedean.com and download the, the gift from there. I am on, so, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all as Duquesadine. And my website is Duquesadine. I try to make it as easy as possible. Uh, it's my name on every platform. Great. And you've got a nice original name. It's such a beautiful name as well. So you've managed to get your handle on all of those, which is great. <laughs> but often you can't do that, right? No, right. And I answer to so many variations. English say Duquesa, Spanish is Duquesa. It's actually Duquesa. Uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, and I love the meaning behind it. Yeah. So uh, I asked you what the meaning was, and I think I got it right. Tell us what it is. It does mean Duchess. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yes. And so I guess when I was born, my mom realized that I would one day become royalty. And so she crowned me with the name Duquesa. Nice. Uh, as an indication of that. Yeah. And here you are doing your royal work. <laughs> <laughs> as best as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. And I'll put all of those addresses, or it's only one really, isn't it? Or if you want to provide me as well with your social media ones, I can put them in the show notes too. Okay. I will. Yeah. So that's great. I think I'm going to download that myself because that is one area where I definitely struggle with um, that long-term plan. I just, I don't know, there's something in me that goes, Ooh. <laughs> when <laughs> it, it comes to goal to setting. really think out, right? It, it really causes you to think long-term. Yeah. 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 Something about it. <laughs> so I know, I know that I need that when I get that response, I think, oh yeah, I need that. <laughs> awesome. Well, GK, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. So thank you so much for joining me today and sharing all of that good stuff. It's been a real pleasure. And it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share. Oh, you're very welcome. So there you go, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Duquesa Dean and have learned a lot about how to avoid and reduce overwhelm in your life. So once again, you can find Duquesa online at duquesadean.com and I'll put links to her site and her freebie in the show notes. And if you're up for some more inspiration and ready to sort yourself out, don't forget to check out my Better Than Happy Zone membership that is chock full of trainings, techniques, and practices to take your well-being to the next level. Have a look at betterthanhappyzone.com. And at the moment, you can get in for just $1. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So go check it out. Okay, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Take care and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening and for sharing this podcast and for subscribing and leaving me a lovely five-star review on iTunes. Those things really help to get the podcast out there so that it can serve more people. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.